Maybe the president. The president. That would be very, that very be interesting for them. That would be very interesting, very special. Anybody else? Who would you like to have for dinner? I like sports figures, like Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> I have one of his signed golf balls in our house, and my children play with it, and I just welcome that. I'm like, yeah, hold it. You know, he hit it some, some time long before. Well, I'm going to tell you that if you had a psychologist for dinner, what might it be that you'd ask them? Would you ask them about how to have great sex? <laughs> Would you ask them about how to get your husband to do the dishes? If you have a psychologist, I know. <laughs> my, hus my husband actually does the dishes in our house. I cook, he cleans. So... What might you ask me? If you've got a psychologist, do you ever think about it? Yes, you do? Are you comfortable telling us what? Motivate your teenagers, right? Very, very important topic. What else? Anybody else? Do you, have a, do you have anything you'd like to ask? It would have been nice to know how to get her to clean her room. Yes, how to get her to fight. Yeah, I know, and I never did. You know what I did? I just put everything in the closet and I shut the door. And, you know, in my house, when I was a teenager, we actually made a, a, an agreement, my mom and I, that I was allowed to just put everything in the closet and she was never going to open it, which was very nice. <laughs> I know, these are tough things. And so I'm hearing a lot about the teenagers. What about the little ones? Anything that you want to know about the little ones? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, keeping everybody in the family, it's a very, very big task, isn't it? Well, I'm going to tell you that when people come to my office, I've been a practicing psychologist for 12 years. They have been the greatest, greatest years because I tell people that what I work on in my office, I actually try to apply imperfectly, I've got to say, in our own home. So it's nice to have a job where what you do on a daily basis actually applies to your life. When people come to see me, what do you think is the question they ask most? Yeah, go. How do I keep my sanity? How do I keep my sanity? I like it, I like it, I like it. And what would be a good answer to that? How do I keep my sanity? You know, putting yourself first and taking good care of yourself and staying centered and finding some time for yourself and giving yourself the freedom and the permission to live passionately probably is a good start. And I know as a mom who also works, we're all taxed, we're tired, we're busy. It's a very fast-paced world. So I would probably say... Find your passion and really live it. But what many people ask me about is, how can I discipline my child? Many people, of course, when they come to my office, they come, they're a little distressed. They're feeling vulnerable. Something may not be working really well. And so everyone usually wants to start with discipline. The challenge is that it's so much more than discipline. It's about being effective. It's about being value-based. It's about knowing your passion, showing you care. It's about knowing the values, how you want to raise your family, what kind of kids you want to have, and actually putting it effectively into action. I work with families on problem identification and problem solving. But I tell them that raising a family is like building a home from the ground up. You need a firm foundation. You need very solid walls. And actually, for me, decorating your house is the discipline. Decorating your house is actually like the rules and everything that goes in each room. But the values and what kind of family you want to raise is the beginning. How to bring happiness to everybody, as you had said. Very, very important topic. So what I usually tell people is, when you come to my office, I'm going to give you a kernel about discipline, and then we're going to step all the way back, and we're going to metaphorically rebuild your house.
All right, so we're going to start at the beginning. But you know what? A very, very simple method of discipline is the following. If you have an expected behavior, you can separate it into a teaching moment or a discipline moment. All right, so let's, let's hear an expected behavior from the audience. What is something that somebody in your family is not doing? I want my kid. Go ahead. They make too much noise when other people are sleeping and creates sleep deprivation. Okay, so that, that's actually very disturbing. And in my home, we have the same thing. My children routinely go in and wake up um, their grandmother, who lives in a, in a house close by, or their stepdad. And when I tell Olivia, honey, you've got to let Daddy sleep. He's working really hard, and he'll love you better and, and more fully after he gets some rest. Her answer is, but Mom, I just love him so much. And I say, that's great, but we're going to tell him that we really love him when he comes out of the bedroom and he's had really good sound sleep. So this is the question. How old are your kids? Well, this is a 20. They're in their 20s. Okay, we don't have to. That's cool. That's cool. It's okay. You know who we don't have here is my mom to talk about me at 44, believe me, because it's still, it's still like interacting with a nine-year-old. So I'm there with you. Don't worry. All right, so for your 20-year-old, what's the expected behavior? Name it very simply. I need him to be very quiet when he comes in very, 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 very late. Okay, all right, okay. So you're welcome to come home late, but I'm expecting you to be quiet. All right, now this is your question. In the moment, right then, in that moment, has that person had sufficient education, training, and maturity to do the expected behavior? All right, so the question is, can he do it? Does he have developmental disabilities that get in his way? No. Does he, does he have like bells that are attached to his feet? No. He's making a choice, and it's a choice that's interfering with your sleep. All right, so can he do it? Let's hear a resounding yes. Yes, he can. And so guess what? You expect it. You absolutely firmly and clearly expect it. You know, son, you're welcome to go out late. When you come home, I expect you to be quiet. All right? Then you say to him, if you're not quiet, what do you expect me to do? And you allow him to begin generating some of the consequences. You cannot believe. You know how we're all toughest on ourselves? You know what I mean? You look too old, you got the wrong hair color, you're too fat. We're all the hardest on ourselves. I didn't parent well enough, I didn't love them enough, I didn't kiss them enough today. You know what that's like. You let him generate some consequences, and you're going to be surprised. They're going to be tough consequences. And you say, that's perfectly fine, write them down, and we'll institute them. Is he here? He's right here. <laughs> oh, we don't want to embarrass him. All right, so... The simple thing for discipline is you tell them the expected behavior and you expect it. Now, I can't even tell you, and I've, I've raised children too, and sometimes I've been wishy-washy, and, and I understand. Sometimes it's hard to stand firm. But your children, your husband, your own mom and dad, aunts, uncles, bosses, coworkers, they need to know that you stand on firm, solid ground, that you have clear expectations, and that you will follow through with consequences if those expectations are not abided by. Okay, but, big but, because I'm a very tender, attachment-oriented child psychologist. You always have to make sure they can do it. And when I'm interacting with parents of children, many times they have expectations where the children are not sufficiently developmentally skilled, trained, or mature to do the expectation. I'm going to give you an example. My, my favorite example was this beautiful family, four-year-old child, 
Many kids come to me, parents come to me because the kids are going to get kicked out of school. Okay, that's a stressor. All right? And um, I re reassure them when they're there that this is a problem that we can solve. Because you know what we're going to do? We're going to be really good detectives. And so this family came and they said, our child's about to get kicked out of school. And so we ask all the essential questions. What is this child's schedule? Who in this family works? What time does the child go to school? What do they eat for breakfast? You know, many kids wake up too early to even eat breakfast. Their tummies aren't hungry yet. Big problem. They can't wait till 10:15 to eat. So we ask all the essential questions. You know what we figure out about this beautiful, beautiful girl? She is four years old, has about a developmental level of about a three-year-old, and she's in daycare 12 hours a day. This is not about her. This is not her challenge. This is her raising this red flag saying, over here, I can't take this. Now, most of us have to work for income. I'm in the same position as many other people in, in the United States. But this family was able to sufficiently analyze the situation such that instead of leaving the child in daycare for 12 hours a day, they were able to, for the next two years, between three and five, get an alternate caretaker. So the child was in day, day, daycare and school a lot. You know, maybe we dropped it to six or eight hours a day. But she was able to developmentally handle it better. So where we didn't start with a family like that is discipline. No, no, no. We started with having really good detective skills. All right? All right, now, if you could distill parenting into ten essential things, tell me what just one of them would be. Go ahead. Yes, learn patience. You have to breathe through it, don't you? How do you find patience? Oh, it's not easy, is it? Carefully. Carefully. I'm going to tell you, I will tell you a short story about how I personally found patience. I, I actually